Good morning and welcome. Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com. I hope you all had a fantastic uh, Memorial Day weekend for those of you that had the day off and and uh, got to spend some time with loved ones and, of course, giving, uh, well, thanks anyways to those that had paid the ultimate sacrifice uh, for this great country. Uh, we salute all of you. And uh, for those of you that have served, same goes for you. I know even though we have Veterans Day as well, uh, we support all of our all of our troops, both former, current, and those that have passed. Uh, we we honor all of you. Um, it was a tough Memorial weekend for for my family. Our our beloved little wiener dog. Um, he died on on Saturday. Pretty unexpected. Uh, wasn't quite ten years old, and uh, it's a tough day. Tough, tough weekend. Uh, my wife uh, devastated. Uh, it was the first animal that uh, that actually had personality that died for us. Like you know, we had a fish, or uh, one time we had a hamster that that passed. But uh, uh, the wiener dog was the first one for our boys, and and uh, it's tough, tough, tough weekend. It's, and especially, I don't know if it's better or worse, right? If it, if they're old and you know, and you got to take it to the vet and put it down. I can imagine how hard that would be. Uh but but uh really caught off guard. Uh so uh it was a an emotional weekend. Uh today is my wife and I's wedding anniversary. Uh happy anniversary to, to my lovely wife. She is still uh thankfully for me uh, just living in denial and thinks I'm a great guy. Uh nineteen years uh was when we were we were married on Memorial Weekend in Eric's backyard. Uh, it is funny we keep track of how long Wendy's worked here by that because so she's worked here a year longer than Sarah and I have been married. So that means uh, Wendy's been here twenty years. That's how long we've been around. Right? We've been around for uh, over twenty-two years. And if you're watching the market this morning, man, you better hang on. Again, I, I just want to say this. I've been telling you for a long time, they didn't fix it. I know that we want to believe that they did, right? And somehow Dodd-Frank and the Volcker rule, and, and it was worth bailing out all these banks, and we made it all better. We're going to hear all of the same things that we heard 10 years ago, and they're all back. Counterparty risk at banks uh, being called into question Bond spreads just blowing up across the board. Uh, the Dow's down over 400 points right now. Uh, gold, depending on where you look, gold is uh, either unchanged at 1303, almost 1304, or up about six bucks, uh, depending on where you. Because gold was actually opened yesterday, just not here. Uh, so from Friday here in New York, gold is is pretty much unchanged. Uh, but this morning uh, on news, more bad news out of Italy, now spreading into Portugal and worries about it going into Spain. We'll try to keep you updated on all of that. Uh, really has the markets uh, reeling. 
the ten-year note here in the U.S. tumbling big uh, because everyone's trying to get out of the, I guess, out of all of the foreign bond market, driving uh, the U.S. into U.S. bonds. Because, like I said, remember now, when you're a real big company or you're a real big bank, you don't leave money in the bank. See, and you know what's funny? That should really tell all of us about leaving all of, you know, large amounts of money in the bank. Right? None of these companies do it. So the 10-year note down to 282. 282. I, I, I don't know that I've ever seen it fall this uh, like this before. Italy's 10-year note, 3.1, which is incredible. This was a 10-year note that was about 1%, maybe 1.5% last week. Now it's doubled that. Uh, all of their bond markets now uh, really starting to blow up, and we're, we're, we're going to talk about Tier 1, Tier 2, Tier 3, capital and banks again, and what all that means. Uh, I've got a great article. My, my oldest son started his summer job today. Yep, he's working for Eric's, uh, Erica, Eric's daughter's husband. He owns uh, Pinkerton Pool and Landscape. He's working that for the summer. A big article out about part-time work out of, the, I believe they're still the nation's largest employer, Walmart. Uh, and this will tell you all you need to know about uh, what really is happening here economically uh, and why the, the jobs numbers don't match what the economy is really about. Someone said uh, over the weekend that we've got A-plus soft data in a B-minus economy, uh, what does that mean for us? What is what is happening in Europe mean uh, for for the United States and everybody else? And what does it mean for your finances? Is this the end of the euro? That's what some people are talking about today. We'll try. We'll do our best. It's a lot of ground to cover. We're going to do our best. Uh, like I said, big news day. Dow. So Dow's down 450 points. Uh, the news out of Italy today. Uh, that they they've gone through an, an election cycle and the wrong people are winning, right? People that necessarily aren't part of the new world order. Uh, they tried to put in a guy that was a uh, former head of the IMF, the Italian president did. They were having none of it in Italy. Got the markets going crazy. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. 800 I'm going to tell you, this is what we have. I've got, you know what, Wendy, will you do me a favor? Will you go into the vault? And, and there's 20s in there. Can you tell me how many are saints? I know that I have, I want to say, I'm going to, 25 $20 liberties. And maybe five saints. I, I, but let's let's have Wendy check. Thirteen eighty-five. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. You're gonna want to take the time and put it away. You, you, it's it's time to start paying attention again. Returning from vacation, Italians woke up to sheer selling panic as yesterday's modest 
sell-off. So on Memorial Day, Italy had a sell-off, and, they're, and they're, we're talking about bonds, okay? We're talking about debt. We're talking, in this case in Italy, we're talking about sovereign debt. So in the United States, we got $21 trillion, right, in, in counting. It turned into a full-blown liquidation avalanche. Matter of fact, bidders were pulling bids. Right, the guys that are the banks that get paid to run the auctions started pulling their bids, leading to a massive repricing in the curve. The two-year note, which was the negative on Friday. Well, it may have been Thursday. Friday may have been zero. Hit 2.6% this morning. The biggest one-day move in history. Don't worry, though. It's five. We fixed it all. The biggest one-year move in history. The 10-year note blowout reached 3.4%. It, and you think about, uh, you know, and the funny part is, is we're we're below three, uh, but we've got a printing press, right? The Italians don't even have that anymore. Uh, Wendy's coming back in. Okay, so we've got twenty-five twenty-dollar liberties, six twenty-dollar saints, six twenty-dollar saints. I'll do either or thirteen eighty-five. The six saints are live. Uh, the the twenty-five twenties. They're, they're, they're landing in San Diego. They're supposed to be here this morning, and then they'll get on their way to us. Uh, $1,385, like I said, gold right now, depending on where you look. Well, it's up both places now. So gold's uh, $1,304 and change. Uh, whether it's up $0.50 cents or up $7, it really doesn't matter. Uh, the price is what matters, $1,304 and change. Uh, as the Italian bond yields blew out, it, it's the... The biggest repricing of debt in Italian history, uh, Italian banks hemorrhaging, and we're starting to see all the other banks holding this counterparty risk. Now, remember when the crisis hit, and we started to hear about the Tier 1, Tier 2, Tier 3 capital for those of you that maybe you weren't around back then, maybe you wouldn't listen to us back then, or maybe you forgot, or you, maybe you've never known. In response to the crisis, the Federal Reserve, along with Congress and the SEC, came up with requirements that said, okay, this is, instead of breaking these banks up, which is really still to this day, the only logical solution they said hey you know what we're going to evaluate all the bank's debt right you start thinking about uh debts that they could mortgages automobiles uh home equity lines of credit credit cards right i mean you start you know there's a bunch of it right commercial real estate residential real estate uh, uh, a sovereign debt. Uh, maybe they own bonds of, of cities or states or what have you, right? All of it. And you got to put them into a bucket, right? And there's three buckets. Tier 1, Tier 2, Tier 3. Tier 1 is the, what they call the safe stuff. 
And I'm, I'm laughing because none of it's safe. None of it. They don't want you to know that because it makes it sound better. Uh, the Tier 2 stuff, right, That that's, that stuff, that's not A-rated debt, right? That's not A paper. That's that's B paper, right? And then, and then you've got the, the, the third tier. That's where all the junk lies, right? We know already here in the U.S., right, the Tier 3 stuff, that's your subprime autos, your, your your credit card, right? All of that stuff starting to really struggle. Italian bonds are considered to be Tier 1. So this is the best credit that these banks could hold, and now the best credit is getting whacked. The major, and here's who would it be in P. Paribus. This is the largest, I think it's the largest French bank. They they hold the most. Uh, they hold, six, I think it's $16 billion worth of Italian debt, and then... Uh, and now we're looking at uh, the, the, the credit risk that there there's several Spanish banks which are already in trouble for the Spanish stuff that they own. Uh, there's a, a couple, obviously, the Italian banks themselves. And now people are starting again to look at the credit worthiness or the overnight lending to these banking institutions. The same thing that happened during the last crisis. They've done the same thing. They remember the debt's just gotten bigger, right? And, and remember, the Federal Reserve thought, you know, they think they're so smart, right? And granted, they are. And measure, measured in academics, they're probably some of the smartest people on the planet. They've been trying to convince us all that we can raise rates. It won't cause any trouble. We fixed it. We didn't break up any of the banks. We actually made the amount of debt even worse. Well, they didn't call it worse. They called it bigger. But don't worry. It was better quality. This is the best quality that these banks are holding, and it's blowing up. And you start thinking about the the fact that they thought they could raise rates and there would be no consequences. We're starting to see them, aren't we? I mean, think about it. Venezuela, that would have blown up anyway. But here's Argentina, Colombia, Mexico, Turkey, right? India's having problems now. Now we're back to, remember, we talked about the pigs. Remember the pigs from the crisis? Portugal, Italy, Ireland, Greece, and Spain. We know about Greece, right? Did they fixed it and now it's back right portugal and italy and spain and i'm sure ireland i haven't seen ireland yet i'm sure they're all facing the ramifications of the selling uh deutsche bank another one about the the banks that's in trouble deutsche bank i know that they've been laying off thousands and thousands of of workers uh but but they're another one that their credit default swaps are starting to look, you know, we're we're kind of getting back to uh, the counterparty risk of other institutions not necessarily wanting to to lend other banking institutions a lot of money, uh, and Do- Deutsche Bank is already kind of been 
on the low end of things. And I'm trying to look now. I don't, they don't have a ton of Italian exposure. They're not on the bigger side of it. The problem is if this is going to spread to Portugal and to Spain and to Ireland, uh, that we're going to have to keep all of our eyes open. But this is what's driving the market. So if you just are kind of starting to pay attention and you want to know why is the Dow Jones uh, down over 400 points, uh, that that is what has happened. Uh, it started yesterday and today uh, really picked up steam. But we'll keep it to, you know, we'll try to keep it together and figure it out. But here's what's happened. The wrong people in Italy won the election. They wanted to set up, they wanted to do a massive uh, re I'll call it a tax break. They wanted to give a big tax break. Uh, they were on to uh, target the value-added tax as well, doing, you know, one of those things I think is going to come everywhere. And then they were uh, the, the the people that had the control of the kind of look, you know, look at it this way. Not the president, but the people in control of what, you know, using the U.S. analogy of the the Senate in the House in Italy were nominating people to be finance ministers uh, that wanted to, uh, I don't want to say necessarily fully break away from the euro, but possibly do some uh, two-tiered currency deal or something to that effect. Uh, to Over the weekend, uh, the president tried to stave it off and nominate a former IMF bank executive into that uh, this morning. Uh, I believe it's now been called for new elections to try to, I, I don't know if they're going to try to get out the president or new elections in, in, the, in the Congress uh, over trying to put this guy into power, and this is really what's got the markets all worried. And you think about the fact that why should we care? That's Italy's problem, isn't it? And we now we're starting to understand it's far more than that, because all of it is intertwined. It's all together. You start looking at the Italian uh, exposure, and you've got banks all over the world that have it. But the problem is, it doesn't stop at Italy, right? We can live with Venezuela. No one really had exposure to that stuff, and Argentina's got to pay 20% interest just to loan money. Uh, no one, you know, cares. And who cares about Colombia and Mexico? They're not that big. And, you know, Turkey, well, they're over there trying to do uh, get rid of the dollar anyway. They're doing the gold thing with Russia and China and, and, and Iran, and let's not focus on them. But as this thing spreads, you're going to see more and more pressure on the debt markets, and that's the effect that it's having on Wall Street this morning. I think it's one of the reasons why, if you go out to allamericangold.com, the very first article, you've now got Fed governors. Uh, this one was Kaplan. Uh, you also heard from Bullard about, hey, the fact that we maybe shouldn't be raising Federal Reserve rates much higher. Of course, Kaplan from the Dallas Federal Reserve is saying that the decision for tighter rates is now agonizing. 
right? And you remember now, they were talking about, hey, we may raise three more times. We're going to raise four times, and then we're going to raise in 2019. And now they're starting to say, you know what, well, wait a minute. We may need to put the brakes on all of this. I'm not yet there on what we should do. But he said at a conference where the Atlanta Fed president and the Chicago Fed president also spoke, so you had Bostic and you had Evan, so you had three different Fed presidents speaking at one event, I think we are going to have quite an agonizing debate for a lot of reasons, including the shape of the yield curve, which got on today's news has gotten extremely flat. I'll have to look. It may be the flattest it's been yet uh, because of the big drop in the 10-year note today. The tensions over the next stage and the Fed's long march to try to normalize rates. Kaplan and a few other policymakers worry that if the Fed raises rates too fast or too far, Long-term borrowing costs will fall below short-term costs and lead the United States to recession. I don't even think they've got that kind of power. Pedro Radio News Hour. We'll be back halftime on a Tuesday. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily commentary continuing the conservative pro-family legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. The Phyllis Schlafly Report often talks about the outrageous antics of anti-male feminists. But one college is drawing special attention for their recent efforts. Pitzer College of Claremont, California, actually banned men from the school gym for several hours in order to create a safe space for women and gender non-binary students. We've written how feminists often discriminate against men through political correctness and even U.S. law through Title IX, but this outright ban stretches things even further. The event was organized by two Pitzer College RAs and sponsored by the resident life staff and the student center itself. The well-known Claremont Independent newspaper dove into this issue. According to the paper, they attempted to inquire of the organizers about why women and non-binary individuals have difficulty exercising with men and if there had even been any incidents in the gym where men had made other genders feel uncomfortable. This request of the paper, of course, went unanswered. Phyllis Schlafly wrote often about the discrimination against men's sports teams and physical activities according to Title IX restrictions. Pitzer College, however, is taking this issue to the next level. Barring men from the gym, even for just one afternoon, seems to not only violate the college's own non-discrimination policy that protects students from discrimination based on sex, but it also seems to violate a host of state and federal civil rights legislation, including Title IX. Not only are feminists absolutely discriminating on the basis of sex, the very thing they claim the fight against, but their actions are ensuring that young men will forever be discouraged from participating in higher education. From the crippling of men's sports programs to other outright disadvantages men face on campus, it's no wonder they now account for only 40% of college enrollment nationwide. As our nation struggles to fill our workforce with talented young individuals, we need look no further 
than at the radical feminists to find out why so many young Americans, young American males, were discouraged from higher education simply because of their sex. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Do you have a college-bound son or daughter? Do you care about the next generation? At phyllisschlafly.com, we expose the liberal agenda and anti-Christian mindset found on most college campuses and help equip conservative students to stand up for their beliefs. Visit us at phyllisschlafly.com and join us again next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Let's put a little color on this. Could you imagine overnight the amount of interest we would have to pay double overnight? That's what just happened to Italy. The price that they have to pay to finance their debts doubled overnight. And now they, they, their, their budget is shot. It's blown up. And you start thinking about uh, what the Federal Reserve governors are now all of a sudden talking about agonizing decisions and, and how things, uh, you know, maybe we need to start slowing things down with rate hikes, and they're worried. Let me finish with Kaplan. I think this is... This may be the closest to the truth we ever get. Sometimes, not all the time, just sometimes. Sometimes I worry there's an illusion of perception that we, the Federal Reserve, know to the very decimal place exactly where we are at any moment so that we can say this is exactly where we should stop or this is exactly where we should begin. And I don't think that's true. Okay, well, I'm gonna, um, let me brush that up a little bit. What he really politely tried to say is, hey, we don't know. The time they know anything is after the fact. <laughs> right? That's the only time they really know anything. So, and, I, and we're going to get off this European thing, but I want to read to you. And, and I only bring this up because part of the dupe job that we got sold when they bailed out these banks, when they said, you know what, we're not going to get rid of too big to fail, even though they called the legislature too big to fail. And they put all of these rules in place, and now right, a bunch of these rules we're, we're, we're getting rid of again, right? Which, quite honestly, I actually agree with. We should get rid of them all. Banks should, you know, if they want to do whatever they want to do, you, you, one of two things. You either say, hey, you're a bank, and you're not allowed to use customer money to make bets, and you got to use your own money to make bets, and you can make any bet you want, but if you go out of business, we're going to shut you down. Period. And oh, by the way, I think we'd be smart enough to say, hey, and oh, by the way, you only can be this big because if we got to shut you down because you're an idiot, we don't want you to take down the whole economy when you go down. I mean, that's pretty simple, right? That way they, 
do what you want, right? You're, you think you know better than everybody else? Go for it. Make as much money as you can. Just know this. If, you, if, you're, if you're wrong, you're out. I'm going to read to you what's got everybody so worried. There's one big reason. And it's funny because it goes right back to when, you know, the, the we fixed it era. Right? That 2011, 2012 you know, era where, oh, you know, we, we fixed it now after three different quantitative easings, twist and retwist and all this other stuff they did. The firewalls the Eurozone built to prevent a return of the crisis largely depends on countries being willing, willing to go along with the financial rules that the Eurozone set up. <laughs> this is why they're never going to make it. This is why this is happening today. Because the Italians get it. They're like, wait a minute. We can't go along with these rules. It's killing us. Let's try to get out of these rules. And right, and they voted for people that wanted to get out of these rules. Now it's going to bring the whole thing down. The rules are very clear on this, said the ECB's vice president. Italy knows the rules. They should perhaps take another close look at them. <laughs> and this is, again, this is what is supposed to save us. Not common sense, not doing smart things. No, what's supposed to say, we got rules. And everybody knows what rules Rules are made to be broken, right? Isn't that the same? 800-951-0592. Italian bond yields blowing out on news that Italy wants to break the rules to the conditions that were put into place after the financial crisis and now causing concern that the financial crisis is going to make its way back. We'll see what happens. Right? This is the way, though, that they try to control the markets, right? They crush it and then get the people scared, and hopefully what? They don't go through with it. We'll have to wait and see. Maybe too late. This was a great article. Walmart, the largest employer in the United States. In 2005, 20% of all Walmart employees were part-time. Any guesses on what that number is today? So you think, what well, that's what, 13 years ago. 20% were part-time. Today, 60, or I'm sorry, yeah, 50%, I wanted to get it right, I'm sorry, 50% of all Walmart workers are now part-time. This is what's changed. Remember what I keep telling you about the jobs market, why you got to throw everything away. Every job's part-time. According to the report, 69% of the part-time employees they surveyed from Walmart said they would prefer the stability and greater income of a full-time job. You know, it's so funny to come up, oh, well, you know, they love these part-time jobs. 
Walmart share are part-time workers well above the industry average, which now even the industry average is above 30. And by the way, it's getting there. I told you about it, my fries, didn't I? Remember that story? Right? They're getting rid of all the cashiers. They now have, I want to say, they've got 12 self-checkouts and I think seven regular checkouts with a person. And now they've got the little handheld devices where you just take it with you when you're shopping and scan it as you're putting it into your shopping cart. Uh, and eventually you'll probably get to that. Think about this. We could be seeing the end of checkouts altogether. They said that uh, according to the data, the company converts about 150,000 workers annually from part-time to full-time. Of course, as other full-timers leave. But that's, of course, what the company says. Unfortunately, their employees say, hey, guess what? Over half of us here are part-time. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Nissan has announced a 20% reduction in North American vehicles. Uh, essentially announcing, hey, we're going to be laying off here in the uh, in the U.S. or well, North America. Which let's face it, the U.S. Uh, Harley Davidson, uh, you know, the motorcycle maker, has announced uh, their more layoffs after buying seven hundred million dollars of stock back. Said that they are putting on the finishing touches and shutting down more plants. Uh, Kansas City, Missouri, which already faced one shutdown, uh, says that 800 workers were told they would lose their job when the plants closed its doors and shifted uh, production to York, Pennsylvania. Uh, The workers' union said they did not see that coming. Uh, The company, right after making that announcement, said, hey, we're going to increase our dividend and stock buyback plan. (laughs) Again, you know, not new. Not new. It's a pattern played out over and over again since the tax cut had passed. Uh, But here's the bottom line. And we can be mad at Harley, right, and say, hey, you know, they they didn't operate out of good faith. They – They've bought back more shares, they've raised their dividend, and they closed a bunch of plants. Here's the way that you need to know, right? People aren't buying enough Harley. Of course, again, they can't afford them, right? That's one of those things for most people. That's a what? That's a luxury item, right? That's a, hey, you know what? After I pay my mortgage, I pay off my credit cards, uh, pay pay my utilities, right? I make the car payments and the health care payments and all that stuff. I still got money left over, and, you know, and I, 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 I'm going to buy a Harley. The amount of people with money left over keeps falling, uh, which is really the reason why Harley-Davidson continues to shut plants down. And, and, again, I don't know how all of this works. Walmart, now half their employees part-time? I mean, it used to be one in five. Now it's one out of every two, and that's really, you know, everywhere in America anymore. And I'll, I'll give you a great example. It's incredible. So 
here we are, we're getting all this, you know, we had a tough weekend. My wife went out, you know, gets the mail and uh, starts opening the mail. And one was a letter from our insurance company, our health insurance company. Another increase. You know what? It's not even in the news anymore. $125 a month increase. Right? And I've got, it's just the four of us. It's only been the four of us. It's always been, by the way, I just had to do some, that was $1,500. So if I was fortunate enough to be one of the people that got $1,000, which I wasn't, just the increase in my health care uh, puts me at negative, not to mention gas and everything else. The new payment, $680 a month. If we just started laughing she goes you know before obamacare our payment was 250 right and, and of course the federal reserve there's no inflation we well, there isn't any our health care cost every year now like clockwork 100 125 150 dollars a month so much 700 dollars a month that used to be people's entire payment, right? Their mortgage payment, their car payment, all that added up together. You know, when I first started working, a company like Walmart, you had free health care. Free. Right? I worked at Osco. Everything was free. And then we had a, a $5 copay. <laughs> right? Now, our copays, they're like 50 bucks, 35 bucks. For like, if you had a cold, do you want to go to, uh, I had to get my, my knee, the, the, the orthopedic, 50 bucks, 50 bucks. That's just the, you know, on top of the $700 a month I've got to pay. It's ridiculous. Wait, you're paying 700 for four people? $680. And we got the guy, we got the big deductible, right? The first 10 grand's on us. Okay, I, I have a $10,000 deductible, and I pay 418 a month. Just for you. Just for me. And I'm only allowed six office visits per year. So, so you I, better save it up. You better, I, I mean, <laughs> you better be real sick. I mean, I, I just went to the doctor to get my blood tests and stuff, and she goes, your copayment is $35. I went, okay, fine. Then I get my explanation of benefits, and it says, you owe 120 And I'm like, why would I owe 120 Well, it's because she was the seventh doctor. Oh. I, I have to pay what Blue Cross Blue Shield allows, not her full fee, but I'm only allowed six doctor visits, so no, no matter what. It, it, so we, yeah, we haven't changed a thing. It's not like we've tried to get more benefits or different, you know, added stuff. Right. They've actually taken a bunch of stuff away yeah. that used to be covered, and now it's not. And we're up to 680 a month. Well, that's kind of pretty good, six eighty for four people. And you think that's good? Yeah. Well, I got help. The kids are my kids are older now. They're not young. They're eighteen and There's almost sixteen years old. They're healthy. I pay four eighteen now. John, bless his heart, pays seven hundred dollars a month. So the two of you pay eleven hundred dollars. Well, he pays his own. I know, but I'm just saying yeah, the two of you pay eleven hundred dollars. But come July first, he signed up for medical. Oh, he turned sixty five. Right. So only $124 is taken out of his Social Security. Then he had to sign up for, you know... Part B or D or... You get A and B, you know, minus 134, whatever it is. And and, and then you got to buy supplemental. 
but but it's a lot better. I'm going to just say this. Open your mailbox, people. Yeah. Your, your health care agency just sent you your new annual premiums. You're not going to believe them. It's, it's terrible. It really is. Well, no wonder why Harley is having a hard time. I get it. Could you imagine if we were only paying two fifty still? That'd be almost an extra. You know, we're approaching almost an extra five hundred bucks a month out of our paycheck. Picture Radio News Hour final segment coming up. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nineteen. You know, I was just thinking about it. You know, John's a great example. Seven hundred dollars to one hundred and fifty dollars, right? Way to. You know, it just kind of shows you how much healthcare really is costing all of us. Uh, you start thinking about uh, Social Security, thinking about Medicare and Medicaid and, and where all of the budget things are going to end up and how the Federal Reserve tries to tell us that there's no inflation. Uh, it, it really is amazing uh, when you think about how big these problems are. Of course, the news of the day, Italian bond yields overnight all time never have they I guess the lack of interest skyrocketed this quickly this fast ever uh, 10 year notes went all the way to 3.4% uh, 2 year notes essentially went from like 0 to 2.7% you know you think here like we spend now I, I, I think we're approaching 400 billion dollars a year in interest That'd be the equivalent of waking up tomorrow, and now it's eight hundred billion. And then you wake up the next day; <laughs> it's one point six trillion. You know, you see how quickly things could get away from you. Uh, the Dow is down three hundred and seventy-five. The S and P's down thirty. The Nasdaq's down uh, thirty-five points. Crude oil's down a dollar and a half. As it looks like crude demand may be falling, as the Saudis and the Russians say. Hey, we may put more barrels on there than they needed, you know, without, they actually didn't. But just saying that was enough to drop the price, and I'm sure they're hoping that demand uh, will pick up. Uh, gold's about the only thing that, that was higher, and depending on where you look, right now gold is, uh, uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you that gold's actually down 2 bucks right now, 1302 uh, I think Kiko's got it up 4 It's been fluctuating. Uh, between, you know, right around break-even, really, uh, in gold from last Friday to today as the big sell-off returns as Italy is trying to break the rules, I guess, for lack of a better term, that were put in place that was allegedly supposed to keep everybody safe from all of this debt out there. Uh, and, and really, it, it makes sense. Italy's done. Right? They know they're dying and they need to do something about it, so they want to get out of the deal. Today's great deal on, on $20 gold pieces, U.S. $20 Saints. Now, the Saints are limited. I don't. I have the, the six that are here at $13.85. I got over 20 $20 Liberties. Uh, these are the gold pieces pre-1933, legal, lawful, constitutional tender, the most private way to own gold meaning you can buy it, sell it, trade it, not have to give out your Social Security number or worry about 1099s. They're $1,385 at 800 I just heard from Jason this morning 
Uh, the 10th-ounce Gold Eagles for Colorado, uh, those are in. The 10th-ounce Gold Eagles here are already in. Uh, we're expecting the half-dollars uh, to hit here today or tomorrow at the latest because it was the holiday, so so we'll see. Hopefully it'll be here today, tomorrow at the latest, and, and we'll just be all caught up everywhere at 800-951-0592. So if you're in Colorado and you're uh, waiting for Jason to be calling you, he should be doing so if he hasn't already. Everyone take care. Hopefully this calms tomorrow. If not, buckle up your seatbelt. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back tomorrow on a hump day. Thank you.